Hello, and welcome to Friday Night Insights, your favorite Friday Night Lights podcast 13 years later. We are here from the icy tundra of Mackenzie's bedroom, apartment, living room. Her bedroom is here also. I guess that's how apartments work. Um, I am Sam, and I am joined with... Mackenzie. What do you do? Um, I watch balloons. Okay. What does that mean? It means I go to the International Balloon Fiesta in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I am in Albuquerque. I usually don't live here, but I'm here so that we could watch balloons, and they are really, really cool. Um, tell people what balloons are. <laughs> um, balloons are... Balloons. So they're hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. They're powered by heat and air. And when you go down there, they're big and they are everywhere. Every There are like 70 balloons in one field. I don't know if that's a real Here's number. the thing. We went yesterday. Yesterday was the first day of it. We got up at 4 a.m. Was... We went there and waited in traffic for three hours close to. Yeah, close to three hours. I know better than it. Than that. Than it? Than that. I know better than... Then it, then it, then it, and it. What would you have done differently? I would have taken tramway. What's th- would we have gotten there at like five? I think so. Really? I think we would have gotten there at five had we gone tramway. So if you come here, um, do that, I guess. Yeah, take tramway and then turn left onto the frontage road the same that we did and. But left instead of right. No, we turned. It. So we, we turned, turned right, right onto, onto the, the frontage, frontage road, road, but then we turned. Then we did a U turn. So the difference would be that had we done what we should have done, mm. is we would have just been straight on that road, and then turned left onto the frontage road that we ultimately ended up getting to to get to the. Parking. I have a lot of feelings about traffic, but they were not good feelings. You should still come see these balloons. It's a really cool event, and I'm They're super glad that I came out here. Really cool. But it gives us this opportunity to watch some Friday night lights with each other in person instead of in internet. Yeah. We normally don't watch it together. I don't know if you guys can tell because of how quality our audio setup we is. We are very professional. But we are... 500 miles apart? Would you ever walk 500 miles? I'd walk 500 more for Tyra. That girl. My heart. I have thoughts. We'll get to them. So this episode, it's called Get Her Done. It's season one, episode five of the television show Friday Night Lights. In case you weren't aware, this is what this podcast is about. So, um, we got some notes, and we're going to try to implement them, but only, like, half-heartedly. Because <laughs> it's my podcast, and I'm going to do what I want. Isn't that a song? It's my podcast, and I'll do what I want to. It's my podcast, and I'll do what I want to. Yeah, that's the song. Fearing job insecurity, Coach Taylor must choose between starting the eager second-string quarterback or new recruit, Ray Tatum, voodoo. Tim and Lila's relationship heats up. That it does, indeed. So what has been happening 
before this? What's some context for this episode? Context for the episode is lots of pressure from the town to do well. And so Mr. Buddy Garrity brings in Ray Tatum um, to replace their star quarterback. Matt Saracen is a big character. He is the second string quarterback because Voodoo came back um, or came to first, not back. So that's the backstory. I don't think you need any. You don't need, yeah. <laughs> is it football and expectations? Football and expectations. That's the show. Texas. Yeah, I think that's the subtitle. Football and expectations. Texas. Colon. Texas. Semicolon. Hyphen? What other punctuation can you think of? <laughs> Period. That's it. Friday Night Lights. Football and expectations, colon, Texas, period, hyphen, semicolon, period. The hyphen, semicolon, period was really a choice that they made, and I I have thoughts on it, but they made the what choice. Are, what are your thoughts? This is the whole point of this podcast, is to hear your thoughts on <laughs> Friday Night Lights. And the fake subtitle that we just created. It's, um, they shouldn't. Fake is in your mind, man. What's real and fake? <laughs> Everything is in your mind, man. Everything is in your mind. Birds man. are in your mind, man. Birds you, aren't real. Here's the thing: birds aren't real. The Earth, Earth isn't, isn't real. real. Look it up. If people hashtag no earther. Hashtag no earther. If people can believe that the Earth is flat, I sure as hell believe that it just doesn't exist. And I think that's just as valid of a choice. It's, well, it's fact. I don't think it's... Just do your own research. (laughs) (laughs) We, yeah, we're definitely proponents of informed opinion making. Yeah. And there is no earth. I don't think that's arguable at all. (laughs) So this episode opens on Lila getting ready to go for a run instead of going to the hospital. Uh, her mom calls her out on it and is like, good for you, honey. And then she her runs mom? to... What is her mom doing? Well, if you had a 17-year-old daughter who you put tons of expectations and you were the kind of woman who would marry Buddy Garrity, no, what would you do to your daughter? No, truly, that's the key, is that she is the kind of woman who would marry Buddy Garrity. And that's all I need to know about her. She has so many expectations. It's I feel bad for Lila because it's like she does have just this game plan for the rest of her life. And if you have that kind of a game plan, it's really hard when deviations inevitably happen i don't feel bad for her because that's stupid not to feel bad for her but to have these like rigid plans for your life that don't have room for no i know but i feel bad that she that she's in the position where that was even set up for her because that's not something that she generated by herself who are buddy garrity and the woman who would marry buddy garrity entirely correct she was set up for failure i feel who do you think that the main antagonist in this whole show is so far? Buddy Garrett. I agree. And it feels like it should be Voodoo because he's being such a bitch. Oh but... my gosh. Bo- Voodoo is okay. terrible. She goes for her run. 
And then she runs to the Riggins household and she's like, <laughs> should I? And then she does. <laughs> and it's a full on affair now. Oh, yeah. No, they have <clears throat> sex. Bow chicka brown cow. Brown chicken brown cow. Let's do it together. Brown chicken brown cow. <laughs> this is the kind of content you get when Sam and I are together. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We apologize. Also, it's your own fault for listening. You know what you were in for. Thank you to our listeners. We have... A couple. Uh, 25 subscribers it shows. Oh, we broke 100. Total listeners. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Way Look to, at thank us. You, thank you, all of you beautiful listeners for this. Um, yeah, it's a full-on relationship, full-on affair. It, except Lila's in denial about... The whole Lila thing. She just, is... Lila just wants to... I... Lila wants to hook up, or I don't know. It, what I don't even know if that's the main motivation. Do you think that it is more of like a hormonal, I just need to do this? Or is it like a, hey, my, my life is ruined, and I was dating this really hot dude, and now I can't jump his bones anymore, so I'm going to jump this other person's... Like, what do you think her main driving force is at this point? I think that it's a control thing. This is a theory that I just came up with right now. Well, that's why I asked it. Um, I think that she feels like her life is so out of control right now with mm. Jason being in recovery and all the plans that she had made being sort of thrown in the trash or like... So this is her thing that she has complete control over. I actually really like that theory. I'll run with that. I think that's a, a really good motivating factor. I am a psychologist. Not as a in, I have a minor in psychology, so I can diagnose. I can't refute that. All right, so that's good. Okay. Um. They... Are both terrible. No, I don't want to say... That's not true. They're not terrible. I don't want to say that they're terrible people. But I hate them in this episode. Yeah, it's a very complicated situation. Adultery is not a good thing. Cheating is not a good thing. Man, it's... It's tough. We'll keep thinking. Is it going to be voodoo or Saracen? That's like the question of the first half of this episode. And then Coach makes the wrong choice. the question of the second half of this episode... Coach makes the wrong choice. I'm sorry. I agree. I totally agree. And he agrees. The Taylors are in the car with the radio talking to them. (laughs) And Julie is like already burned out on Dylan. Julie, the daughter, who uh, is the only actual teenager in this whole show. Yeah, Only one who is actually the age she's supposed to be. When she was filming this, she was 16. She's, She's just like a year older than me. Everyone else was an actual adult. Everyone else was an adult. Like, street... In America, in television land, everyone is 23 to 27. And I... That's what happened. So (laughs) Julie was so burned out on Dylan that she's, like, looking for other coaching (laughs) positions in 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 Puget Sound. Miami, like Miami and Puget yeah. Sound. And, and the- she's like, let's get out of here. Texas isn't even a state. It's a republic. I want to be part of the real world. <laughs> Which she brings up a fair point. Uh, Texas is 
forever. So there's a great quote. I like this one. Um, I think it was Tammy that says, do y'all think they actually have football in Seattle? And coach says, not the same thing. (laughs) Which is totally fair. I mean, later in this show... There are 16,000 people okay, at a high school football absurd. game. Absurd. It's amazing. Absurd. I, I live for that kind of community involvement in something. Like, my girlfriend gets, she makes fun of me because I like wave at neighbors and Wait, stuff. Wait, she makes fun of you? Exclusively. <laughs> Should we talk about that? No. But like, I, it's, it's that community feel and just, hmm. 16,000 people to show up for one thing is, it's a really telling statistic. How many people live in this town? 16,000 people. (laughs) (laughs) No, 12,000 people. Yeah, 4,000 were the other team. No, 4,000 were people who came from surrounding towns to come to Dylan's high school football team. I don't know, it's crazy. It's, It's so insane. Just the proportion. Um, oh, man. They're passionate. In that same scene, I also, I really liked the sass that Coach Taylor gave back to Julie when she was listing off new job opportunities. What did she say? What did he say? Again? I didn't get the full quote because it was a lot and it was fast. Um, but he says something like, well, you know what I heard? I heard that a daughter is supposed to be a comfort. <laughs> like... That's not a sentence. <laughs> it's supposed to be a comfort. Com- comfort. It's supposed to be a comfort. Yeah. That's not a sentence. It's, oh, gosh. I know you wrote it like that, but that's it continues what I wrote, to not be real. But it's, okay, it's the sentiment, though. Yeah, that's A daughter what is supposed happened. to be a comfort. <laughs> a comforter. Durr. Durr. So, next scene, coach calls Voodoo into his office. Coach is the coach, and Voodoo is... A bitch. A, yeah. He's he's the poor refugee, man. But Voodoo has so many emotions. Um, none of them are positive, and they are not being controlled in a good way. And you see this a lot with people who are, like, super enabled when they're amazing at something, and they're young. You need parents, and you need them to tell you things, and it is very apparent that his aren't putting their foot down on some things. Yeah, and he's out of control. He is completely out of control, but that's Voodoo. So coach calls him into his office. Voodoo isn't here to make friends. He just wants to go to LSU. And he had a quote to coach where he says, you and me me are in an arranged marriage, nothing more. Yeah, he's not a nice person. He's not good for the team. Not at all. He's good at football, uh, he's but amazing he's not at football, good for but the he, team. The thing is, I don't. I would argue he is not amazing at football because he doesn't know how to play as a team. And this yeah. is a team game, and he's not a team player. And, you know, he has just brilliant mechanics and a great eye for everything or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I don't like him. He sucks. He's the worst. Then Coach asks him to leave the door open, and he slams the door, which is just such a dumb 16-year-old thing. Yeah. I don't like dumb 16 year This is a Tyra episode. 
It's abs- It's the first Tyra episode we've gotten. It's the first Tyra episode. And I like her more than I have ever liked her, but also hate her more than I have ever hated her. Everyone well, in this epi- everyone in this show is is complicated. Yeah. I think that it's impossible to just They're real people. They're real people like and they- that's So thank you for the comment that we received about the show that we didn't write that was it's a story about like real people and that's what I really love about the show is I mean yes I love football and stuff but it's it's good characters and deep characters going through hard things in a small town it's a beautiful show um so this is the first Tyra episode she is at Applebee's where she works not a sponsor of this show maybe a sponsor of that show and Tyra really wants out of Dylan she hates it yes and she's very bitter about football And it's very apparent. It's very apparent. Very apparent. She's, I mean, and it's all coming from her bitterness about the breakup with Tim. Yeah. Well, that and also, I mean, in this whole episode, we get a lot of read between the lines about her life. And it's not even read between the lines. It's just straight up. This is what happened and my life is hard. Yeah. And she's serving this man who... Is there keyword like, man? I just would like to point that grown out. Grown man. Grown man. Actress is twenty three. At this I know, point, but, but she's playing a sixteen year old. Yeah, so we're gonna get into that for sure. And she's serving him, and they're kind of flirty, but it's not like you know. It's, it's like whatever. server flirty, it's, though. It's like, server flirty. It. I mean, I worked as a server for two years, and you just sort of have to be a little more. Flirtatious. Yeah. Like, not outwardly like, hey, I want to jump your bones. That's Man, weird. if I went to an Applebee's and someone said that, it would be an odd experience. It would be... Would you tip better? No. See? Exactly. That's why you can't do that. And uh, low-key flirtatiousness, people do tip better. Mm. And so... That's, that's where you what... learned your hair flip? <laughs> no, my hair was up in a ponytail because... You wouldn't you don't even flip get, it like that? You don't want to get hair in people's food. You didn't know how to lip bite back then. What were you doing? I did a lip bite this week. Fun fact. Did it work? <laughs> um, The person <laughs> stopped, looked at me, and then walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so it was effective at what it, at getting him to leave. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I wasn't intending for it to be, like, a thing, but he was walking past my desk at work. Oh, my and, gosh. That's hilarious. Like, we interact almost every time he walks past my desk. And so he, like, just looked and stared. And then I started laughing and he left. Lady, we're 20 minutes into this. And we we're, have... Okay, we've actually started talking about the episode, which is good. That's a good start, I guess. Um... We're going to try and keep this to under an hour. It's not going to happen. It's but not it going to happen, but we got pull. feedback. And so now it's a goal that we won't be good at. Keep giving us more feedback and thanks for the stuff that we've gotten. Yeah, Sarah. we love it. Now, at practice, Voodoo continues to be amazing at football. Just like. Also continues so to good. not be a nice person. Not at all. Um, Coach does his part to make sure that Saracen is getting cycled into yeah. things, which I thought was great. Um, I also don't love the other coaches 
Mac. Don't love him. Mac is the only like main coach. He's the offensive coordinator. And he's the only one that has been named so far. Yeah. Like they I mean, at this point, coach hadn't even decided who was gonna be starting. Yeah. And they were solely practicing voodoo. And they should be practicing them both equally. But coach, you can see that it's it's a decision entirely based on how voodoo interacts off of the field. And coach is like, I don't want to work with people who have an attitude. Let's work with Saracen. Which is Which fair. Is some foresight and also just a good thing to do, even if he didn't know, like, oh, stuff might go down. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Next scene, homie comes back to hit on Tyra for real. And he brings her a CD and says that it, it re- reminds Yeah, it reminds him, him of her. her. And then she says, I remind you of an old wrinkled black man wearing a hat. And he says, yes. <laughs> and then he That's invites her. He's like, want to go for a ride? And I just, this is how you end up on the up, on my favorite murder. It's quite predatory. And the guy, he's smooth. And it's like, not sophomore to senior. But I can see how someone, how it could be easy for her to be like, yeah, I want this. I'm in. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm not putting it's so any... so sad. Like... Teach your boys to be better boys. Yeah. Um, And teach your girls to be better girls, too. Like, everyone. Teach your people to be better people. teach your people to be good people. That's a, the slogan of the world, I think. Slogan of our show. Yeah. Teach your people to be better people. That that's dead can't be died no more. That that's dead can't be died no more. Um... She's like, nah, man, I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I think she does Do they it. go together or does she Not take that her time. own car? She, yeah, so they Which they, was they smart, cut. I suppose. They cut. They don't show that part. But I think that it's implied with the cut that they have, um, that something else happened. Something like happened the, the interaction didn't, didn't end. Yeah. Because the next time that we see um like she goes out on her own and brings some food and knew where she he was and everything. So yeah. they cut and just assume that we're smart enough to figure it out, but apparently we're not. I want to know how old this character is supposed to be. He has a hybrid. He has a hybrid. He lives in LA. He has an adult job. I would imagine he's out of college. Yeah, I'd I'd probably put him at like 24. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. She's 16. 16, 17, yeah. Pretty sure that violates the 17, not the 17, the divide by 2, add 7 rule. 24, divide by 2, 12, add plus seven. 7, 19. Yeah, breaks the rule. Sophomore to senior, it's not a thing. I don't know what that is. You keep well, that's, saying that's it. Well, that's like the, the if you're a 16-year-old and you start dating a senior and then they graduate, like you could keep dating that person. I think ethically it sure. starts getting a little bit weird when people are like hanging around at high schools and trying to find. Yeah. But, um, um, with, with that kind of age range, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fairly appropriate. This is not an appropriate interaction, but Tyra also doesn't seem to think that it's novel. At least I didn't get it like that. It, it seemed, she seems jaded about the experience in some ways. Yeah. And like hopeful about it. Like, oh, maybe this will be different. And I think that's a big thing about Tyra is that hope of a better future and whatever. 
Oh, Tyra. Um. So he, uh, he is. He has a real job. He's like an investment banker, and they're trying to decide about opening up the oil fields, which this is the first time that you learn about anything other than football in Dylan's greater economic profile. And It would be really bad if Dylan's whole economic profile was high school football. Yeah. I, that would not be good for a town. Huge event every week. For one part of the year. Um, Matt continues to not know how to talk to Julie. It's so cute. They're so sweet. She also... They're both... So sweet. So sweet and so naive. Matt plays this an amazing 16-year-old. Like, he's really good at it. And he's... I think he was like 23 in that. But uh, he's convincing actor. as a 16-year-old. Oh, he's so convincing. He, he's he got it down. Way yeah. to go. Oh, my gosh. Proud of you. Um, Hey... She so he asks her if he she's going to the football game, which like I feel like it should have been obvious that he was like trying to flirt there. <laughs> she's like, like she should have gotten that, <laughs> she and is, she's like, my dad's the football coach. Well, she is so dense, and I think she just hates the town so much that she's like not interested in him because he's part of the town. Maybe some of that, and it's I. It just shows that she thinks that she's a part. From everything rather yeah. than a part of. And yeah. it, it's still also just like a dense 16-year-old. Because it, it's so obvious the whole time. It's really cute. I love watching their story. They're cute. And I like them. And then she asks <laughs> if he's going to start, I think. And he gives and this, he gives this hand answer. Spiel. And she's like, dude, you need to chill out. I'm not ESPN. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> and then as he... As he's walking away, he whispers, I'm so stupid. Which I felt that. I feel it in my heart. On a very deep That's level. For my whole life, just... <laughs> what your self-talk is matters. <laughs> but let's be real. Let's be real. <laughs> Work on your self-talk. I'm working on it. It's hard, though. It's hard to break that cycle. Oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I'm a weird mixed bag of self-talk. Yeah. Where I go back and forth between you're so stupid and Mackenzie, you are the funniest person on the planet. That's never your self-talk. That's just an announcement that you make to everyone you're around. <laughs> it's not self-talk. It's me <laughs> telling It's not inner people. dialogue. Yeah, you just let everyone <laughs> in on that. No, I also do it innerly. Gosh, but, to be in your brain must be a wild but ride. But then I occasionally <laughs> announce it because I need people to acknowledge it more often than they do. <laughs> I'm so funny. I am. We go to Street at the rehab facility and he's throwing a beach ball around and has a lot more mobility. You yeah, can see he, that he's made a lot of progress since the last episode. And he's working He is for it. like W-E-R-K-I-N? Yes. He is working that Work beach ball. in. Uh, last episode, one of the people at his facility, Herc, Gordon Ramsey'd him into moving it all. And, and I think it we worked. like Herc now? We like I told you. And I, I know it's because I was influenced by what was yeah, about to happen. which you need to shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the opposite of what we want to do on this <laughs> podcast. It's your turn to talk. <laughs> um, From now until the next 30 minutes. <laughs> I just talk the rest of the time. I probably won't talk about the show. Just talk about other things. 
Um, yeah, so we apparently like Kirk now. Um, he tells, was it like, was it Jason's physical therapist that he tells? Um, like, hey, let's load him up and take him to the place. Or his nurse or something. Or, Just someone yeah. who works there. He he was like, no, I can't do it. It's against the rules. And he's like, you can do it. You're going to do it anyway. And so that cuts to the next scene um, where he's being wheeled in to watch a wheelchair rugby game. Was that rugby? It looked like basketball mixed with bumper cars. I I think it's rugby. I could be remembering it wrong. Um it's one of them. It's it's a wheelchair sport. Yeah. Very intense game. Yeah. And you can tell it because of the music. It's like... You also can tell it because there's a lot of aggression. You can also tell it by watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also tell it with your eyes. But the music helps. The music does help. And Street, like, it cuts to a close-up of Street's face. And he's like, what? I can still do things? What? And it's, you You can just see this world of uh, of stuff opening up in front of him. It's, it's really good acting. And that's something that I... Um, so I teach voice lessons and a lot of voice lessons is about like how to communicate with people who would have thought that the voice is about main, communicating, a, about communicating. And you communicate so much more with your eyes and with everything else. And you can tell that he's just like, oh, my gosh, it's it, it was a really good moment. Um, I think that that was just like a nice technical thing, too. But you, you don't actually see it. It's just you did a good job. I didn't need to say any of that. Um, anything else about. That. Nothing about that. Um, this leads us. The next scene has, I think, my favorite line of this oh, entire so episode. Um, we get Lila visiting Tammy in her office, uh, the counseling office. She is a guidance counselor. And she, the way she greets Lila. Uh, what does she say? She says, well, it's not true what they say about cheerleaders, that you're all a bunch of TNA and nothing between the ears. Which, one, as someone who has worked in a high school, that seems wildly inappropriate that she would even say that. I love it. Like, I would never dare say something like that to one of my students. And Lila like, in her... You're all a bunch of TNA. Do, do y'all know what TNA means? Lila just, like, responds with a, excuse me? <laughs> Which is the appropriate response. And she's like, you got all A's, girl. And so I think that some of it is just Tammy... Being like, hey, I'm on your level. I can talk to you. You can talk to me type yeah. stuff. But, um, but there is that line of maybe you should. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was really funny. I wouldn't say it, but I love that Tammy did. I love that it happened. I would never say it. Um, and then she does some good counseling she, in this. Yeah. She reminds Lila that she needs to plan for her own life. So we are joined today with a professional minor in psychology. <laughs> And I would love to know what tools you saw her use that <laughs> you gleamed in your minor in psychology. <laughs> um, so here's the thing about having a minor in psychology. Is it like a BA in English? I don't know what the implication there is. There's this song called What Do I Do With a BA in English from a musical Avenue Q. 
<laughs> go listen to it. So then, yes, probably, because what do you do with the minor in psychology? What do you do with a BA in English? You get a master's degree in educational psychology. Correct. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll be even more of an expert on this scene in two years. Do you want to be Tammy down the line, or do you want to oh, do more, no. more like classroom work? It, my The goal behind my master's will be to figure out how to build a curriculum as a teacher that I can implement to get students to want to learn. Mm, motivation training. Yeah. Like, um, so why don't you love Gordon Ramsay? And why don't they I'm teach? not going to Gordon Ramsay my students. Why? It's They need it. I'm... None of them have motivation. If someone Gordon Ramsay me in six, you know when I was 16, I might have made it. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm angry. Not good at being angry. I'm not good at being angry. Wait, what? I'm not good at being angry. None of those. Okay. You started with a different thing. <laughs> you are hard. very good at being angry. Because when I'm you playing do Catan. It. When you play Catan. I'm not. I can't play Catan while teaching. In order to get angry and Gordon Ramsay, my students. Well, you just need to get them to care about it, right? And sure, there are different ways to do it. But I do think that getting someone to be like... Anger is a really strong emotion. And I think it's a very useful emotion. But I don't think everyone utilizes it in the way that it's being utilized or like or responds to this level of Gordon Ramsaying. In the same way. I like, disagree. I think it's if great. If I were Gordon Ramsay, I would shut down. What do you mean? I would turn off. I would not respond to the person. So if a teacher... Was Gordon Ramsaying you? Was Gordon Ramsaying me. I would check out. It's important to have different strategies. I think it's a good strategy. Um, it's obviously not the be-all, end-all, but... Yeah, it's not a universal strategy. It can work for specific personality for, types. For people who seem to just not care about things or don't see the implication with it like getting them to care in that way it, it i think it's great i think it's bad for people who already care though oh it's yeah of course like well that's the whole thing is like it's it's a motivation for people who don't care about it and for people who already care like then you can actually teach them and do other things but it's it's it in order for someone to learn, they have to have some amount of involvement and commitment. It's why I hate teaching a lot of young children and sometimes older children is a lot of times they just don't care about things. And, and adult children. Adult also children suck. also seem to. But it's it's different with, with me because it's like private lessons and a lot of times yeah. with private lessons, it's people who just are like, well, I'm going to put my kids in this, 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 and they don't care yeah. at all. And so... I don't want to Gordon Ramsay them all the time because I have 30 minutes and I also feel like I can be an escape for some of these kids when I have them. So it's like, what fun can we at least find yeah. from it? But it's there needs to be that basic level of involvement and commitment and I'm willing to practice and I remember what we did last week and I care about this and I have a goal. Yeah. And that's that's what I think when I talk about all of this is so important about it. Yeah. Um. So then we get into practice again, I think. Um, yes, assistant coach Mac is copying the playbook for Voodoo, and there's conflict between Voodoo, or between the coaches. Taylor and, and Mac. And Mac, like, straight up admits that he wants his job, and he's like, I don't think you're doing it well. I want your job. It's mine. I deserve it. It's, he's been there for a lot longer. It, it also shows more of the, the conditions of the town before Coach Taylor yeah. got there. 
and he it's a reminder he's a newbie and he didn't work up his ranks in that facility yeah then the next one i I don't think there was a practice at that point yeah i'm a liar i because all i'd written was beef between coaches yeah and so so i wasn't sure if that was a practice yeah it was it was a quick scene um then Tyra drives out to visit her new man and brings him some fast food. And her, we find out that, like, she hates oil. And he's like, why do you hate oil? Like, I know it's a common belief, but why do you hate it? And she's like, well, we're, we're assuming it's going to be an environmental thing. Yeah. And then she's like, well, my father lost his job as a rigger in the last bust. And oil is worse than crack. It brings all of this money to these poor small towns and makes them think that it's there forever and they get addicted and then they cut them off and it wrecks everything. Mm. And she says it in a way that's just so visceral and it's like, ooh, you feel it. You you genuinely feel for Tyra and for the kind of conditions. Um, we also see the, like I'm, I hate to use the word, but like daddy problems or whatever and like daddy issues. I saying as someone with severe daddy issues, when there's... It, it affects things. It can affect things. And she, he asks her on a real date. And that's the scene. It's like, I want to go out to dinner with you tomorrow night. Um, Even though she's 16 and he's 24. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Made it out of clay. Red flag, red flag. Blah, 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 blah. It's sad. It's sad. It's, it's exploitative. It shouldn't, it's predatory. It shouldn't be happening. But she's like, yeah, um, you drive a hybrid. We are into hybrids. It's a real panty dropper. Yikes. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say on that scene? Uh, no. Next scene, Street is in Herc's room and sees a photo of Herc um, prior to the injury. And he's got huge muscles and he had just won a race or something. And... Street's like, oh, wait, I'm even less alone. Like, there's this other guy who was doing really, really cool things Mm -hmm. before. And he also said something in that scene that I think did more to sort of, like, wake Street up to possibilities. What did he say? He said, Herc said... That he wasted, so, or not to, didn't wake him up to possibilities, but, like, woke him up to what he is doing now and, like, Mm, where he's at. Um, Because Herc said that he wasted six months drowning in a sea of self-pity. Yeah. Which, one, was a very, it was a beautiful way to put it. I, like. Great phrase. Props to the writers on that one. um, Because I really like that. But I think when Herc said that, it was a little bit of an oh shit moment Mm -hmm. for Jason. And he was like, wait, that's kind of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I need to not be doing that. Yeah, it was a little bit of an epiphany. Just a a mini piff. Because I can do things if I don't wallow. The writers also do a really good job of structuring the show so that we get like massive highs followed by really big lows. And we get contrast so that we... We aren't just like wallowing in that sea of sorrow our entire time watching it. We also get really good cuts that are like, oh man, look at that. And then look at how terrible another thing is in his life. So the next cut is from 
Jason's face to Lila, who's back at Riggins for banging purposes. And she's putting back her shirt on. And um, Tim is, like, trying to be interested in asking about her classes and about, like, oh, you had to do this late, right? And she's like, Tim, you don't want to talk to me about this. You just want to touch my boobs. And he's like, and she's not, not mad about it. She's no, no, she no. She wants him to not want to talk. Yeah, because she wants him to just be a plaything that she can feel like she has control with. And as soon as you introduce emotions, it becomes more complicated. And he's trying to introduce that complication, which good for him, one, but like ish, goodish for him, goodish for him. Do you think that they should just be like? Friends with benefits at this point and not talk at all? Nothing should be happening. I know, but it is. I know. So should they be talking or not? And she claims that he... They don't want to talk. She's like, no, you don't want to talk to me about how um, I'm dating your best friend who's a cripple. Yeah. Which I get. Oof. Being a teenager. Because that's really the biggest thing that they have in common. So what do they talk about? Like, she brings up a good point. Is what, while she is actively in a relationship with Jason, they can't talk because the biggest thing they have in common is Jason. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Then we cut to Coach and Tammy. Mm-hmm. Tammy visits Coach at his office this time and starts bullying him into being a family man. She's like... <laughs> bullying him into being a family man. Yeah, she's like, I haven't seen you. Your daughter misses you. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I'm with my other woman, my team. Um, and then I got my favorite, one of my favorite lines from it, or interactions where... He's like, I, I don't know who to start. And she's like, do you want me to tell you who to start? And he's like, yeah, tell me who to start. Start Saracen. I can't start Saracen. Start Voodoo. I don't want to start Voodoo. Start me. Okay, you're in. <laughs> I loved that so much. It's just much, so cute. Like, which, that little banter between these so couples is so cute. Do we want to bring this in as a tie-in to Twitter time? Yeah. Because I don't know if you read our Twitter feedback. Twitter question. Sarah Wilkinson at Town City LM. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. We love you. Um, says, episode five question. Coach Taylor jokes that he'd love to start Tammy as quarterback when he can't choose between Matt and Voodoo. If you could choose anyone the wor- in the world to start as a quarterback, who would you pick? For the Panthers or for any other team? For, yeah, the Panthers, I think, is what's being implied LeBron here. James. <laughs> A basketball player? A basketball player. I want to see him play it. It would be great. There'd probably be like 30,000 people there instead of 16,000. <laughs> this is probably true. I don't know. That's a that's an interesting little thing. What so, are you thinking? I'm thinking something that would not be good for the team at all, but it would be wildly entertaining for me. That's also what I'm thinking with 33-year-old LeBron a, James. He probably he would win. Is better than <laughs> he would just if if LeBron James was playing against a bunch of 17-year-olds, yeah. he would just it, he'd win. Be fine. He would win. Um, he would never throw the ball, but he would win. My pick would not win. Who? But it would get an audience. Miss Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. 
I think that that would be wildly entertaining for me because she. I don't think she has any fit, like sports ability. If I was the quarterback. <laughs> I don't like that song. <laughs> um, that would be fun. And that would it, be hilarious. She would. would she be... would get in there for one one play and then die. She might die. I'm sorry, Taylor, if you're listening. She might that legitimately I have set die. you off to your death. How hilarious would that be? If Taylor Swift was listening right now. Oh my gosh. Just Taylor Swift isn't listening to this, guys. Let's assume. She does follow me on Tumblr. Should I tumble at her? Is that how you use that? You tumble her? <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You need to tumble at Taylor Swift and get her to listen to this. She probably is already listening. Let's oh, be real. guaranteed. She's one of the 25. Yeah. Um, Matt is good for the team. And the game is about team. Like, it's about the team. And Voodoo sucks, but he could carry the team. Which we see later. Um, back at Applebee's, the oil man needs to cut the trip short, but still wants to bang Tyra. So he's like, do you still want to go out? And she's like. Uh, yeah okay okay and that's all that that interaction was just more terribleness next one coach tells matt that he's gonna start voodoo instead of matt and matt's like right before it matt was so gung-ho and just yeah coach i'm in like put me in i'm I'm ready coach i've been working so hard and it it uh... can we go back to the conversation between tammy and yeah because i forgot words um, so during that thing, after the joke about, you know, what, I'll put you in, I like he went further into some of his reasonings and between the two. And basically to sum it up, it was Saracen has been working and the team will work for him. Yeah. And the team will play for him. And in a montage later, we actually see. Uh, Saracen sitting next to Smash, who, you know, they weren't close at the beginning, whatever. and But now they're friends and they're like fist bumping and whatever. Yeah. And you see like in these four weeks, in a quick three, four weeks, he has become a part, a of, the part team. of the team. Um, and then a, he goes deeper on level. to say that Voodoo will win the game mm-hmm. because he's a great player and he Like, he can win it for them. And so then Tammy says, well, then I think you know. And I think he doesn't know. Because the important thing here that he seems to not give enough weight to is the fact that the team will play for Matt. Yeah. And that I don't, you don't need a star quarterback. You need a functional team. Yeah. And he went with the option that gave him a star quarterback and not a functional team. So he tells tells Matt, and it's just, it's like, it's hard to watch for me because he's Matt is so positive, and it's a it's kind of clinical, but you can see their relationship growing, and it's it's got all of these weird undertones of like Matt's Matt's dad is gone, and this is the main figure in his life not just father figure male figure but just the main figure in his life yeah um and then he wants to date his daughter and like there's you you see their relationship becoming really really deep and so when he is cuts this it, show makes going it, to end with with episode 20 of season five 
I think. With Matt and Julie getting married. I can't tell you. Coach Taylor being his father-in-law, because that would be great. I can't tell you anything. Actually, like at this point, I don't actually know if that would be great. Maybe they get into a relationship and then it's a hot mess. (laughs) They're also 16-year-olds. If you were married to your 16-year-old boyfriend. It would be a bad time. Bad time for all of us involved. Everyone is having a much better time because I am not married to my 16-year-old boyfriend. Let's just give a shout out to breaking up with your high school boyfriends yeah there are lots it's of benefits it's a good thing for people to do you more than likely should do it i'm not saying everyone not everyone should do but it. a lot of the time it's a great thing but so, most people yeah. should. um so it was just like really sad when it was so clinical and seeing matt's face drop right after and he's like oh okay yeah i'll keep i'll keep working it's it's a bummer then we go to a pep rally wait is he gonna keep working or working W-E-R-K-I-N-G? Twerking. Twerking? Twerking. W-H-E-R-K-I-N-G. H-W-H-E-R-K-I-N. Twerking. Twerking. Why did you whistle? Because you have to. Twerking. All right. Voodoo has no pep. Smash has plenty of pep. Smash has all the pep. We haven't really had a good Smash episode yet. I think that's coming up soon. I think I like Smash. Yeah. I did not like him at the beginning. He was a butt face. What do you like about him? He's just a bro. This show is fun to talk about because there are so many different characters and we kind of get like these different micro stories with every episode. But it it it's interesting because, you know, he's one of the main characters in this show and we're and five right now episodes we know nothing we about know nothing. Him. Yeah, yeah. Very little. Um... So, pep rally, anything to say about that? Did you ever go to a pep rally? Yeah, I'm in my high school yearbook. Uh, there are several photos of me at a pep rally, so, you know. What is a pep rally? A rally where people have pep. Like Pep Boys Auto Parts? Yeah. Sponsors every rally in America? Yeah. I didn't realize they were such a big company. They're massive. It looks cacophonous. I'm going to need you to remind me the meaning of that word. It looks loud. Oh, yes. <laughs> So you'd fit right in at a pep rally. Here's the thing is I don't have team spirit. I'm loud. Yeah, but if Taylor Swift is starting. Oh, that pep rally I am all over. (laughs) I will line up early in the morning to go to that pep rally. My, my quarterback. (laughs) Lila visits street. Oh, this is... Welcome to Crying Corner, episode five, part one. Lila goes to visit Street, and then Coach goes to visit Street, and then... And then the whole... He says, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, and then the whole team walks in, basically. Most of the team starts walking in. And then Tim walks in. (laughs) After everyone leaves, it was like... Yeah, it was was more private. It It was was a a private moment. moment. It's like, I miss you, Street. Where the hell have you been? Then it cuts to Lila. The camera pans to Lila right after he says, where the hell you been? That's where he been. He been on that. He been on that. And then he's like, you know, around. They're both crying. They both cry. Sam also. Sam also cries. And It's, It's a moment. Street tells him to leave. 
We it's the moment we've been waiting for. They've been building this up more than anything else in this show. Yeah, and so because of that, it felt almost almost flat. Flat. Yeah, it, there were a few parts with this episode where I'm like, this feels like it should be celebrated differently or it should be made up more. Yeah. That was one of them. But at the same time, like, that's kind of how it would go down. And that's what I love about the show is they, they are doing a fairly realistic depiction of a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, Lila. They're, they're really good at depicting real people and real scenarios. Exactly. Exactly. Lila goes to the hotel room to pick up Oilman. Tyra. Tyra goes to the hotel room to pick up Oilman. That would be wild if if that was another all three of a sudden, thing. Yeah, triangle. Yeah, but wait, like, are we thinking? It it all inter interacts somehow. No, it's Tyra. Tyra goes yeah, to pick Tyra. up Oilman, and she jumps his bones. Yeah. He's like, I thought I was supposed to pick you up. And she's like, mm, but I'm hot. And then she they jumps his They don't bones. go to dinner. They don't go to dinner. I imagine In the traditional sense. Oh. They. Maybe they did eat. Gross. <laughs> um, that's all. They could all. have they just, room service. They just I... show them like making out and closing the door. And then that's about it. And then she wakes up. But that's not for a while. So we get to the football game. Football, sports. 16,000 people are at a high school game to watch Voodoo start. Ridiculous. Um, Voodoo gets sacked and starts to knock stuff down on the sidelines. He he just goes over and like knocks all that Gatorade over. Which looks way empty. It moves very... It, way too easily. Easily. Um, but maybe he's just super strong and I've never learned what it's like to have muscles. <laughs> No, we're going to go with a TV trick of that was... It would not fly like that. Um, Voodoo changes the play from a throwing play to him running and scores a touchdown. Coach is not thrilled. Here's the thing about being on a team. Someone's in charge and it's coach. Yeah, and you're not the coach. And so he... they Coach starts talking to him on the sidelines like, don't you ever do that again. What are you doing? And Voodoo just like points at the scoreboard because Voodoo is such a little brat that he's like, just look. Look, Yeah, look what I did. Look, and then it's, it... Ah, coach whoa. tries to give another play and Voodoo just straight up walks away from him. And then... At this point, I was so mad because I was like, you need to pull Voodoo. Mm -hmm. You need to put Saracen in. Mm -hmm. Like, your team is not operating mm -hmm. as a team. And... Okay, it could be argued that he made a bad choice and he is supposed to start Voodoo because his job is to win. But it is the long-term thing that we're concerned about, which makes a lot of sense. But, like, after Voodoo did that play, everyone was so much more fired up and it was a good thing. So, it, yeah. it's like maybe Voodoo could have... Coach and Voodoo aren't on the same language at all at this point. And I think that if Coach had been, like, yeah, just go, like, score a touchdown, do what you want right now, then he might start trusting him a little bit more and letting him put a little bit more input in. Yeah. I still don't think that's... Yeah, that, I mean, he shouldn't have to do that. I think ultimately right now, issues are coming from the fact that Coach and Voodoo don't have a relationship. At all. Um, Like, I don't know, as a teacher, I wouldn't ever try and, like, teach someone without having any sort of relationship It's impossible. You, you, you have to have that. You're not going to get through to them. It's wildly important. You need to treat your students as real people mm -hmm. who are multidimensional. And 
once you have built a relationship, things can happen and they need to build a relationship here. That boy needs therapy. That he boy needs therapy. Is And to be fair, he's this superstar who is an immigrant and had his house destroyed. Yeah, well, he's it's, had a, He's a refugee. A it's, bad time. And it's, he's had a terrible time, but he has not had... He hasn't processed any of that. None of it. And he's taking it out in a very terrible way. And so... I think what I would love to happen with Voodoo is for him and Coach to get a chance. And I don't think that it will. Um, but I would love for him and Voodoo to get a chance to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And may possibly get to a point where they both trust each other enough that, like, Coach can sort of become a father figure in voodoo's life who tells him that he needs to get off his high horse yeah like someone needs to tell him and his parents clearly aren't so i would love for them to build that relationship and coach do it but voodoo's not willing to cross that line and it's it's the whole thing is i mean like he said earlier this isn't his home it's not his town he's he's already checked out before he even got here so voodoo has emotions and they go to the locker room at halftime and coach just like says, you're done, man. And at this point, we're not clear if that's for the game or if that's for the season. Um, but Voodoo's like, okay. And he throws his hat, his helmet. A lot of hitting. Happens. There's a lot of hitting, a lot of physical exp- expression of anger. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. And then Saracen's back in. We like Saracen. We love Saracen. I'm going to go stronger than like. Um, we like and love Saracen. In this episode, we bo- like have both. In some, we might love him, but not like him. And I, I think it's that. an important difference. Currently, I like and I love. Correct. It's okay to be mad at people who you love. Yeah. And to not like sometimes them sometimes. Sometimes you don't. I, so that's actually funny because like I grew up with my mom saying stuff like that. like mm-hmm. Which I think was really great because it has given me... I don't think I have super unrealistic expectations of like what a healthy relationship is because I was reminded that sometimes you are not going to like the person that you love or the people that you love and it happens. Yeah. You don't always have to like them. You always have to make the decision to love them. And that's the thing is love is not just a verb. Yeah. It or no love is a verb. Love Love isn't just a noun. Oh, sorry. I was quoting Kendrick Lamar and I goes love is not just a verb. It's both. It, it's, it's both. both. It can, yeah. It's both. It's a, a multi-dimensional verb. It's a word. noun. Um, yeah. And so, you need to utilize it as a verb. There's a minute left in the game. The Panthers are down seven. Saracen has to move the ball 80 yards. So he, the first down, he get he gets a first down and they're at the 32 yard line. So they made some progress. And then that stops the clock. And then they get another first down and it's at the 46 yard line. So there's 54 yards to go. And then there's another first down. Like, they're just bam, 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 one after another. They only had time for, like, four plays on the clock. And they're just doing exactly what they need to do. So there's second seven, seven seconds left. Second sevens left. Second. <laughs> second sevens left. It's, how would Jack Black be for a quarterback, starting quarterback? Sorry, that was. I, I want Jack Black from School of Rock. In School of Rock, Jack Black, starting quarterback for Friday night. Dylan. Dylan. That would be fun. Sorry, continue. (laughs) It's the last play of the game. They do the same play that they did before, but they reverse it. So the the team that they're against was like, oh, wait, they're doing the same thing. And then they they fall for it. They fall for the trick. And then 
uh, Saracen blocks for Riggins, who runs it in for a touchdown. It's it's a great, like, hell yeah, this is a team. Yeah! 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 yeah. And we, we're like, cool, Texas forever. And then um, I enter Crying Corner again, where Coach is talking to Saracen about the last play, and he just trusts him. And he needed that moment. And there's so much optimism from um, Kyle Chandler in that scene. And, ooh, I'm a sucker. I like Kyle Chandler. Love I like it. Matt Saracen. I like them. They're, They're so like good. The team. And and he's like, yeah, we can do this. We're we're not going to walk away with just a tied game. You're going to win. You're going to get your confidence. It's it's the long game still yeah. because um, coach still recognizes that that he's a sophomore, <laughs> and you know he's got he hopefully has three more years of playing with this. Oh kid yeah, and- they could have a great yeah. Like, he's already a good player, and if they can continue this relationship and continue working the way they've been working... They could do really great things. Like, and Matt could go places. Exactly. And so it's just a beautiful moment of, like, him, one, recognizing the value of winning in the moment and the necessity of him doing that for his livelihood, honestly, and for the chance of a long-term relationship, and also, you know, not just hyper-focusing on that. So they do a two-point conversion. So in American football, if you're not familiar, when you make a touchdown, which is where you get the football into the end zone, you get six points. And then after that, you can make a decision. You have another play. You can either do a kick, which gives you one point, or you can do a two-point conversion, which gives you two points. If you successfully do it, if you miss the kick, you don't get a point. If you miss the two-point conversion, you don't get anything. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to trust him. And it's good. Like, the, the play is good. Saracen executes it well. Smash runs it in. It's great. Scores the two-point conversion. There's something about how they shot this, and I can't really figure it out, but it, like, seems bittersweet. And I had forgotten what happened a few scenes later. So I'm like, why Why are they making this hit so much less hard than what it should be? Yeah. It should be this, like, joyous voodoo's gone. We defeated this person. Yeah. But that also makes me think, no, voodoo isn't the main antagonist in this. Like, it's... There's something else going on. Yeah. And it it just felt like a really weird scene to me. It was. I The music was joyous. It's I don't I don't I'm still not sure about that, but it just felt so bittersweet. Yeah. Anything else on the game? Um one thing that I do want to bring up is the announcers um as coach was on the sidelines talking to Saracen before that play. Before said, the two-point conversion. Yeah, before the two-point conversion. Um, I think it's like as he's sending Matt back onto the field to like start start the playing of the sports again. Um, but the announcers say, you're looking at a man who is betting his entire career on this play. Yeah. And it wasn't until that point that I realized that like this legitimately could be his, in, like... He'd go to Seattle... He'd go to see it. It's not It's the not same. real football. <laughs> Kimmy, if you're listening to this, Seattle football isn't real. <laughs> okay. We go back to the hotel and Tyra is hot, but Connor isn't there. He brought... She's like, where are you? Did you leave? And then he brings back a bag of breakfast and she opens it up and it's for one... Which I don't understand why he also can't eat breakfast oh, before he a, going he, on a he plane. He has a plane to catch. It's because he doesn't think of her as a person. Well, 
And he also apparently doesn't think of his girlfriend as a person. He's in a relationship because back in LA. he has a girlfriend. Yeah, serious relationship. And then, so he's he's like Tyra, you're a really great girl, and um and uh, and then he's like, I I'm in a relationship, and she's like, oh. Um, well, I am too. too. I, I was just doing this for fun. <laughs> one time thing. <laughs> it was one time thing. Cries. That guy's such a scumbag. I don't like him at all. More crying corner for Tyra. He leaves and she is sad. And it's also just this. Uh, I mean, she's naked and he's in a full suit while they're having that conversation. And it's. So awful. Yeah. It, it's terrible. Hate it. Then we get to your favorite part of the episode, the montage. Always love me some montages. We start with the Taylor household and Coach starts putting on the moves on <laughs> Tammy. And Julie's like, ew, gross. Which is cute. It's just. Uh, he also like, says, you know what I like about me? <laughs> Which I really love. Are you going to start saying that? Yeah. <laughs> I already sort of do, except without the intro of, you know what I like about me. I just say what I like about Wanna me. Want to know what I like about you? That pumpkin, pumpkin roll. roll. Exactly. Stop I want it so pumpkin. bad. I am so excited. All of the food that we made last night was so good. <laughs> Yesterday, we had a dinner party <laughs> and decided to... Spend all day. Making, like, this food. So, we made, what, three quarts of... Coleslaw. Of coleslaw. And only And had maybe like a quarter cup of it total. <laughs> so upset. I know. It's it turned out really well. It's really good. I just don't you know also, what I'm gonna do with the coleslaw. When you were asking about dinner planning and about what menu to do, I was like, Yeah, I like coleslaw. You didn't ask anyone else apparently, because I'm the only one who likes it, and I like this much of it. It's not much. Um, so we did that and we made homemade tater tots, which are great. So much Homemade work. potato toddlers. It was, del they're delicious. Tater tots are short for potato toddlers. Here's the thing. It was a lot of work. I think it was worth it because that was, was really, really good. It was really tasty. If you ever make homemade potato toddlers, here's the secret. Don't try to form them by hand. And when in the recipe it says, form <laughs> them into tots. It gives you no instructions other than... Form them into tops. And that's rude. So, so rude. if you, you have some recipe. sort of extruder, I highly suggest that. Yeah. I don't have I actually, extruder. But the way that you did it was brilliant. I Look, that is maybe the smartest thing I've done in my life. Agreed. It, it was a straight up Claire move. Um, do you all want to know what I did? Yes, that's yes. the whole point. I'm leading you. you. Come on. We're a minute and a half and... Um. <laughs> I, so, for those of you who bake, you possibly know what a silpat is. It's a silicone pat. pat. <laughs> it's a silicone thing. mat um, that you put on cookie sheets and such. And what I did was I lined some potatoes, shredded Scooped potatoes. them up in there. The, and rolled them up in the silpat and then, and just, then just cut those cut them. up. It was great. And Fried it them. worked much better than Oof. forming by hand. Delicious. It was tasty. We don't have any of those left. No, they were very good and we have gone. coleslaw and chicken still. So it was another really cute moment with this montage where we just are like, oh yeah, the, it's cute. They're family. And they, the, the That writers, wasn't like a music-y montage though. That was like. There was music on top of it. 
but there was a little words. bit more words. Like the, it I was, was it was just that. like quick sh- things. Which at the yeah. end of every episode of this, there's some sort of section like this. Which that's fine if there are. I'm okay with them when they're words. Soon you will learn what words are. Words are. Um, I like that the writers that the showmakers keep putting in just these little humanizing moments. It's it's like have you you've seen Superstore how they just show those little two second mm-hmm. things where someone is being an idiot in <laughs> a know. store. It's, it it's so just much. little things like that that keep setting the scene and making you endear to them and feel like they're real people rather than just actors. Um, also, when Taylor, Coach Taylor, was leaving the house, Tammy says one of my other favorite things. Yeah, and she. <laughs> She says something to lead into this, but then says, tell Buddy Garrity he can shove it. <laughs> that's just how you feel in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. Then the next cut is to Saracen, who is bruised the frick up, but he's so thrilled about bruised. it. And he, it's also like one of the first times we've seen him with his shirt off. Homie's cut. He's cut. Um, everybody loves Coach again. Like, he gets stopped at the gas station. Everyone's... Blah, blah, blah. It's no, the most shallow town. It's... Yeah, it's terrible and whatever. <laughs> and then uh, a few years ago, like, there were a bunch of rappers coming out that would put Young in front of their name. Like, Young Lean, Young, young. whatever. And then they're like, Young Matt Saracen. Young. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. Young I Matt love, Saracen. Young Matt Saracen is my favorite rapper. And he killed it. Like, he won, and he's a hero for a he's week. He's great. But everything in this town works in week-long yeah, cycles. Yeah, it's only for a week. Um, it's... How Which would you sucks. mentally be able to keep that kind of focus throughout a season when everyone is judging you week by week? It's really hard. You don't. You die. Then we cut to Street at the rehab facility, and he's... He is working he his is ass working. off. He's, he's lifting weights. He's determined... To not waste all of his time in that sea of despair, which for me is more cry cornering because I love seeing people persevere. Yeah, and he oof. is doing so good. So good. So I had three cry corners this time, which was more than usual, but they never actually they resulted in like they weren't corners. as intense and like as deeply emotional. Mild but crying corners. It was like, yes, yes, come on, you can do this. Yeah. And um, that was the end of the montage. And then we get some cliffhangery mm-hmm. stuff, and this is what the this is where the bittersweet was coming from. It's just I don't know if it would have been more effective if in that earlier scene if they did lead it as high or if they had foreshadowed this. But Buddy is in the locker room when Coach comes in, and they're with the district executive committee, and they That's are saying that there's going to be a formal investigation about the recruiting of Voodoo Tatum. And if he's deemed ineligible, he won't be playing football anymore, and the victory from last night would be stripped. So, like, I don't know. It's It worked. I think that it was a good choice, but I'm still wondering if... I It felt weird to me earlier. Yeah. And... It... I, I feel like... The impact of this would have been, it would have hit harder had they done, like, had it not felt bittersweet when they won. Had there not mm. sort of been that, like, little silent thing saying, like, maybe something is not right. Had it been just, like, so joyous and then 
we got this, oh, also that could be stripped. Yeah. That would have hit harder, I think. Let us know what you think it should have been. Like, do you think, do you like how they did it? Or do you think that they should have played it up more as like, hell yeah, we win. I don't know. And also, if you can figure out why it felt like that to me, because I could watch it back and analyze it a little bit more. But I, in the moment, I I couldn't figure out what they were doing because all the elements were there, but it wasn't there in some way. So after he is told that and he's like, well, shoot, you know. He walks out and it's into applause. Get her done. Get her done. I like the episode. It's a good episode. I've, I don't know. There hasn't Should been an episode in this. Should we rank these episodes? No. Okay. That's that's stealing. We, we're doing Hottie of the Week now. Hottie of the Week. Who were some nominees from this week? Um... Tyra, I Tyra think, is a nominee. Is, Tyra is a nominee and um, the winner, but who else is nominated? Um, Lila looks really good, but she's being a total no, dummy. Yeah. Matt. Matt is a nominee for Hottie Matt of the Week. Matt is definitely a nominee. I'm going to nominate Coach this week. I'm, I want to nominate Tammy Taylor. All the main gang is here, but it's it's got to be Tyra this week. It's for the same reason that... Um, who won the other weeks that we were just like heartbroken for the same reason that Tim won his week where we just see more about them and learn yeah. to love them. Yeah. It and was Tyra's episode. Tyra has to be, Tyra has week. to win. She's hottie also a week. hottie. Oh, she is a straight hottie, straight hottie, emotional depth, emotional depth. I'm, I'm so glad that we got to start seeing some of that from her because she deserves it. And up until now, she'd sort of just been painted as like, a rally girl. A rally girl, like, sort of snooty also. Like, I did not like her in the first episode. Mm. But we needed that backstory of that family life a little bit yeah. and where she's from and what she's wanting and goals. We we haven't seen any goals from her. So the, the snootiness came off as just like a character trait rather yeah. than um, motivated by anything. And yeah. so finding out those motivations is really important. And that's... That's just a life lesson of like, you don't see everyone. You don't see everything from everyone and raise good people who don't just immediately judge other people and like start categorizing them because there's reasons for all of these things. And if you can find the reason, you can find common ground with anyone, like legitimately with anyone. Yep. Hurt people hurt people. Yes. And if you raise compassionate people, then there will be less of that. Did we have any other Twitter time? Uh, that was the, we only have one Twitter participant. Thank you. And it is Sarah Wilkinson. And we appreciate her deeply. We don't have any emails. Um, I got some texts. People seem to be liking it. So thanks for the yeah, feedback. Thanks for feedback. We uh, like it's it. It's really motivating to have people like it. So I'm glad that you guys are liking it. Do we have anything else? Any other segments? We did Crying Corners. Crying Corners. Twitter time. Hottie of the week. I think think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. Good episode. Yeah. Good job. Good episode. Thank you for listening again. We did cut it down by like five minutes. We cut it down by five. If we keep going at this rate of cutting it down, then by... Episode nine. Episode nine or ten, I think we'll be at a good time. Which, yeah. you know, ten, ten episodes to find a real good flow, I think is fair. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. 
Thank you for listening. May your eyes be clear, your hearts full. Don't lose.